Just wait a minute. We got a job for you. I don't want no job. Why not? It's too much, too much like work, man. Listen, this is strictly nowhere. You got a lot of sick, old-fashioned ideas about working hard and living clean, and it's all a lot of junk. I'm too tired to listen. I mean, work is for suckers. You know, I like my job, Skipper. I wouldn't want to lose it. Uh, this is job story number 12, and uh, I'm seated at my dining room table. Does anyone want to be identified, or should I not bother identifying? No identification here. All right. What about Although initials? Are initials are uh, okay? And states might be okay. Otherwise, I'll get confused. J and P. How's that? Does that work? That works. PJ. One PJ. Is from, well, you can talk about my state a little, I guess. Your, the state you're from? Let's yeah, sing the tune. Come on, let's do a commercial. Oh, okay, no. Ready? No, Chris is going to get really upset over I'm not, no. I'm not going to get upset. We're doing job board. Not, N- no, not it's job not. board is job story. <laughs> <laughs> what podcast we you could do job board if you wanted to. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, we could certainly do Job that. board. Okay. Part-time position as job dishwasher. <laughs> job story is a podcast. Let me see if I can remember this. It's about bad bosses, crazy coworkers, fucked up freelance... Garbage gigs, tepid temps, and toxic teams. Yes. I remembered it all. This is so so if you have if you have stories about any of that kind of stuff, I mean, there are a lot of very positive, upbeat uh, podcasts out there about career development, how to be better in the workplace, and how to get along with your boss. And this is not really any of those. So uh, this is the place where you can let your you know take off your bra, let your hair down. <laughs> Oh my god! And you could, uh, <laughs> you could tell. And this is Chris's dining room table at the moment. You could tell the real stories about what you know things that have happened on the job. But um, yeah. you know, if you want to talk about your first job, if you want to talk about the worst boss you ever had, if you want to talk about something really strange that happened well, on the job, any we would of those like things. to talk about a job that we were not we were overlooked for. And what is that? We would like to sing a commercial. <laughs> Ready? Please. Bum bum bumblebee bumblebee tuna. I love bumblebee bumblebee tuna. Yum yum bumblebee bumblebee tuna. I love a sandwich made with bumblebees. Bumblebees. Bees. Wow. Uh, why you overlooked? I really don't know. If I you was the casting us. director, <laughs> yes, you I were. would have hired you on no, the spot. No, you weren't. You said we didn't. I would have said you that is you politically. Yeah. What did you actually audition for the Bumblebee commercial? What am I missing? In something? our minds, in were our you... fantasies, it's like one of those things where you just want you just want to be discovered because back in the day, that's how you heard that people got discovered. Like you never like from singing know, jingles. Well, or, you know, like I wanted to be a gymnast and I just thought I would just start doing backflips. I never thought I had to go for any kind of training. So we kind of feel like that we should have just been discovered. Like if you sing it enough that somebody would be like, hey, I know these two girls. They sing Bumblebee tuna really well. But do you think that's all you would do for the rest of your lives is sing the Bumblebee (laughs) tuna jingle? Really? That was about 40 years ago. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, any other jingles that you know? You know the we know a beautiful lot. Mount Airy Lodge or no? What well, you don't want us to sing Cars for Kids. <laughs> no, please don't sing Cars for Kids. But, 
But okay. uh, tell now me. Now let's a... move on from jingles because I think that was really, yeah, not really suited no, for No, I us. got the jingle thing. And believe me, I really would like to bring Bumblebee on board as a sponsor of Job Story. <laughs> if they hear this, maybe they'll actually yeah. just sponsor and the goddamn thing. Maybe we can thing. do it for realsies. Well, they'd have to see it live. <laughs> yeah, because we've got and costumes. Why, why is Bumblebee that? tuna. <laughs> why do they have to see it like? Um, tell me about when did you first start working? When did you make your first paycheck? Were you still a teenager? Were you older? Well, you know, I started out chambermaiding with my sister on the in you know. Oh yeah, we George heard that story a few weeks so, ago. You know, that's I'm not right. going to repeat that, but you know, when we we left you know Lake George and we had to move to New Jersey, I had a. Um, was looking around for some work at 16, you know. And, you know, I kind of got inspired by seeing my sister's um, chambermaid uniform. And there was... Jealousy. A, and, you know, it was cute. It was fitted. It was... <laughs> you know, m- meanwhile, we're not the same height. But anyway, so there was an, uh, there was an opportunity to work in a bakery. <laughs> Based on the uniform? We lived in um, Perth Amboy, New Jersey. I don't have a car. My father is not going to drive me to a bakery at 4 a.m., which he's explicitly said, with um, a couple of angry outbursts. Why would you want to go to a bakery at 4 a.m.? Who's going to get you there? Oh, yellow cab. So I said, okay. He's like, yellow cab, you're not going to make any money. Went through the whole thing. So I said, I'm determined. Four o'clock in the morning, I get up and... I remember going to my sister's drawer and not telling her I was going to steal her chambermaid <laughs> uniform. So I put it on, call up the cab, the cab guy, where are you going? Going downtown. What are you going to do? Going to the bakery, Parnes Bakery, by the way. What style of bakery was it? There's Italian bakeries, there's it was Polish, a Polish bakery. bakery. Polish bakery, there you go. The guy was not very nice, big guy, kind of like, your job is put 13 rolls in each of these bags. Hard rolls. Baker's dozen. Uh, he always gave his customers an extra roll. Those were the days. And yeah. he had repeat customers. So it was yeah. kind of nice, actually. It was, a, it was a really good bakery. We had always gone to Parnes Bakery in right. Perth Amboy. It was like, yeah, I don't even know if it's still rolls or some other kind of roll? Do you remember? Like the They were round, round and they had poppy, poppy seeds, seeds on them. Yeah. It's a Kaiser so roll. Kaiser like, roll, yeah. standard. Mm-hmm. My job was to make sure they had 13 rolls in each bag. Kind of had an attitude when I got there because I thought it was kind of boring. And so, and I had to have it done by eight. Do you and remember what they wanted to pay you to stuff 13 rolls in a bag repeatedly five for hours on an end? hour? Okay, wow. And it cost me $20 in the camp. See, I'm finding discrepancies in stories from that I've told already about the uniform. I always thought you had the uniform. The chambermaid uniform. I got to wear my bathing suit, so I wonder if I decided to get a uniform top. No, you had a cute one because it had like puff sleeves and it was short. (laughs) But anyway, so I got there, and you know, I have to say it's the most boring job I ever had in my mind. It sounds like just the sheer repetition of it would drive you insane. So I walk in, and and the guy says, you know, thirteen rolls in a bag. Do thirteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh yeah, thirteen. One, two, three, four, and I'm going on. It's like an hour. I'm like, so I start spacing out, mm. and I can't remember 
which bags had 12, <laughs> which had 13, maybe nine, some had 11. <laughs> And I said to myself... You've been hired literally to do one thing. And I said, who gives a shit? at it. I could see you Obviously, saying that. Obviously, the customers of... What was the name of this place? Barnes? Barnes. Barnes. I don't know Bakery. if they're still available. No, they went out of business because of you. <laughs> so I said... They had the best brownies, though. Their brownies were very good. And they were eclairs. I'll but, tell you... Okay, so, eclairs. What it, so how long did you last... I didn't really give a shit after that. Really? So it was I literally... Really, you one... lasted pretty long because I do remember you coming home with bags of rolls and I think Daddy started taking you in the morning because it was like, <laughs> I'm getting these free rolls. I better, like, take her. So I, but then I started paying attention because the guy goes, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, okay. So I, I started to get a system in my mind because you can easily... I, I find you can easily space out if you're doing the same thing over and over and it's kind of monotonous. So I probably lasted three days. What? Before they canned you or you walked out? I walked out. Walked out. I couldn't do it anymore. First of all, the taxi, 4 a.m. And then my father thought it was a benefit that I could get free rolls. (laughs) He would take me at 4 a.m. But he'd bitch for like, I don't know, a good 20 minutes. So my head was all messed up when I started out to get up. He would rolls. bitch about the rolls or about life? No, he just bitched about, about getting, getting up there. Oh, that okay, getting and up. And I don't know if it's worth it doing these rolls. And then by the time I got to the How bakery, much was 13 rolls back then? It's a like dollar. a couple 50. of bucks? Maybe. Maybe a dollar. So he was really getting up at 4 a.m. <laughs> the equivalent of a dollar fifty free bag of worth rolls. Worth of baked 13 goods. 13 rolls. It's amazing. So anyway, I quit. But I didn't really tell anybody I quit. I just didn't show up the next oh, day. Oh, Jesus. That's all he needs, Mr. So, Barnes. But I wanted my check because I wanted oh. to go out. <laughs> Your check that totaled all of $50, maybe. So I sent my father in FICA. to get the check. I sent my father to get the check. Oh I said, if you, if you go in and get the check, I'll give you $10 <laughs> or something. But anyway, he goes, all right, I'll go down there and I'll talk to the guy. Because he knew everybody in Perth Amboy and the guy right. was Polish. He went in and he talked to the guy. He got my check. Brought me back my check, and he completely bitched me out <laughs> for like two hours. Because he lost the free rolls, or for <laughs> some I don't know, but it like wow. All right, that was that's the first one, and then it kind of after that, I got a job at um, a place called Merry Go Round in the mall. Okay, that yeah, sounds like know a Mary Mo- fashion store. Yeah, it was a Merry Go Round. I lasted a, probably, but I was told I was not a good salesperson at retail. Why is that? You, do, you refuse to do the upsell. No, they, you weren't like, yeah, these they stocks me, go great with those capris. They told me that, exactly. You don't wear socks Well, you capris. get a commission on that job. I got a, I worked in the mall at a store that sold shoes. Can I jump in here? Is that sure. Right? And, um, one, you know, well, I won't say the name of the place because it's. I think it's still there, actually. But it was across from a pizzeria, and we had two telephones. One was in the front and one was in the back. And we stock shoes. And it was kind of nice because you didn't have to fold clothes because I can't fold clothes. I still can't fold clothes. But we used to have boxes and you'd have to just put, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, like in a row. And then you would, you know, it was was kind of easy Mm -hmm. to keep it organized. But when we were slow, the guys at the pizzeria used to stare at us. So we decided to, my friend decided that we would, one person would stand in the front and the other person would stand in the back and call them and flush the toilet. 
this is a and real job like, you got paid for? I, well, that was only when it was slow because we were busy and we hustled because people would want to try like six boxes of shoes and you'd have to come out with the shoe box under your chin and holding it from the bottom and not drop them and, you know, measure people's feet and touch their toes and make sure the shoe was fit. That sounds very unsanitary. But when, but when we were slow, once in a while we would be slow, they would stand there and they were slow. They would just stand there and stare at us. So it would be so hilarious to watch them pick up the phone and then know that the toilet was flushing. And it would just give us hours of pleasure. It Isn't was fun. that inappropriate behavior on the job? It, it was very inappropriate. But <laughs> I mean, you're talking back in the day when you weren't... Now, I see people... In stores, they don't. They sit down at work. We were never allowed to sit. They're we on their only, phones. They're mm-hmm. on their phones. We had to stand. If we had like from the twelve to nine shift, we stood the entire time. No sitting, no drinking any sodas. I mean, people waited on me now with sodas in their hands. We That's would, why we had to hide the dead. sodas. Yes. So this was our one little tiny like window. If it was maybe we were alone for like an hour without a manager, <laughs> what oh we would resort God. to do. But it was it was it what was very. What was the name of the shoe store? Can't say it. Oh. It's still around. That's why. Well, I can say that I worked at Perth Amboy Savings Bank <laughs> for a week. As- Wait, do you think the shoe company's going to come after you if you reveal that you call people while flushing the toilet? Tom I think McCann. both businesses I'll are just start thin. yelling out names of shoe stores. Buster Brown, Tom, no, Tom McCann. No, you'll never guess it. Can uh, I say it? No, don't say Lorshan. it. Don't say it. Wait, is, Inappropriate were they, behavior. Were they shoes that, that uh, dancers would wear? I think I know what it is. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I figured it out. I'll just say, I like to just get right down to business. Okay. I, I got stole fired from, from Perth Boy Savings <laughs> My and they're looking for decided. it. They're still looking for it. It was either that or stenography. Oh, I was the stenographer in the family, I thought. I thought I was my career. No, that was our brochure that I used to bring home. But one of them was, you got to get conservative. So I followed his instructions. And I got a job as a teller <laughs> and trainer. What did he mean by you have to get conservative? Like the way you dressed? Or the way the I way dress, you... the way I behave, you get professional. Okay. Well, not conservative. No one would take you seriously as a stenographer. So I got a job at Perth Amboy Savings Bank in 1979. And I got fired because... Jesus. The guy from the bakery walked in and was like, you! It was you! They didn't know I was pretty good. I I also managed the... I don't know if you remember in... in, uh, Fridays between three and six, they had the drive up. That was like a big thing. And yeah, because you cash really, your paycheck. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like busy. Right. So I managed that, but I also managed the front. And I, I okay, I maybe that. it wasn't like a month. Maybe it was a month. But okay, you were there for more than a week. Okay, maybe I was there for a, a month or so. You were there for a lifetime. You're still working. <laughs> still work there. You're there now. My sister this is said recorded we're going family. to Lake George. You want to come? Yeah, we're leaving on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I had to tell her the bank the keys to the bank. You, you walked out on your Friday shift, the most important no, shift of the week? No, she stayed there. I stayed, but I left. Up, but she took the keys by accident. Wow. <laughs> you took the keys with you? Oh, my God. So they couldn't open the bank on Saturday? or Are you... Are you she able can't to even talk? breathe right can't now. Even breathe. Like that would never happen now. Do Locked you need down. oxygen? Yeah, I just forgot. Was it the literally the only set <laughs> I was of keys? Like, oh my god, what am I going to do with these keys? Oh fuck, you know, forget it. I'll just give it to them on Monday. 
Okay. Yeah. I think no, someone came in. in was the, this bank not open on Saturday? Or no, something? it was old fashioned. Friday night was it till six. So what were you supposed to do with the keys, though? I don't understand. Well, I was supposed to um, put them in like some kind of a um, what do you call it? A lockbox. Lockbox, and I forgot. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to Lake George, Friday night, got all like Oh excited. my God, you're lucky. So this was a lockbox that they could access from yeah. outside. Yeah, right. So you're supposed to, like the deposit bags. So the guy shows deposit. up Monday morning. He goes looking for the keys to open up the bank. The keys are not there. there. Yeah. And they knew that I was the last teller in the bank. They called me in and I was like, oh, good. I actually felt relieved. Okay. I didn't like that job. I didn't like so me. how did you get the keys back? Were you still in Lake George on Monday? No, well, you no. were only there for the weekend. Yeah, oh. I came back Sunday night. And I went to work. Oh, and they oh. said, "Can we speak to you? You can't take the. You took the keys over the weekend. We have to fire you." You could have done like uh, what was it, uh, Jennifer Lee? <laughs> this and... is, but this is probably my savings. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Imagine how many people are savings. <laughs> Not many. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So, they, did they think you robbed the bank for a minute? No, was there a minute I when think they, they thought, did. Maybe I they think... thought you walked out with and the I go, proceeds. All I could think about was, please. Don't oh my god! Father. What if they thought that you robbed the bank? You would be in trouble. <laughs> oh my god! Or whoa, that is like that's a bad mistake. Well, I'm, my father never found out about it. Oh, he'll well, he find will out now. now. Um, <laughs> Poor dad. Sorry. So I'm going to tell my mm-hmm. first official job story because a few it. weeks ago I told. Uh, a story about working at the Wilco on Wellwood Avenue, but I don't consider that to be my first job. What's what was Wilco? Wilco like, was the for people who can't afford Woolworth. Oh my! <laughs> it was like the low budget. It was it was Walmart before there was a Walmart. So Wilco was generally speaking, they were much bigger. Was it New Woolworth, York only, not New Jersey? No, they were all over the place. They were even really? up into Canada. They had a Wilco, but it was an all purpose department store where you could buy anything. Like a Walmart. You could buy okay. a kitchen stove. You could buy a camping set. And you worked there? I worked there, yeah. I was a stock boy. So. Oh, wow. But that, you know, I, I still don't think of that as my first real job because it only lasted a couple of two or three weeks. Why is that so funny? I'm like, uh, what, why is Wilco making you laugh on Because I remember Grants. You remember Grants? No, I don't think we had Grants on Long Island. It was like Grants. Yeah. Wilco is like a Grant. Um, on Long Island. And actually, that would have been had... pretty amazing. I know. I would have liked <laughs> it back liked then, too. Yeah. I would have been like, who's that stock <clears throat> boy? I worked at, uh, I mean. I thought there it was, was pretty prestigious, actually. No, there was Wilco. There was Corvettes. Oh, Corvettes, There was yeah. Times Square Stores or TSS, mm-hmm. as it was called. There was Macy's. There might have been a Gimbel's. That was about it. A&S. There was an A&S, Abraham and Strauss. I don't, I don't remember an Orbax, maybe because I never went to Orbax, but yeah. uh, J.C. Penney, there was Sears, you know. Yeah. So, right. But so, my first real job was at a Polish bakery, strangely enough. So when I was 17... Where? Uh, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to tell the story where. <laughs> That's what everybody it was out in, in the world is saying It right was in now. Perth where? Amboy. I used to commute from Lindenhurst. Who's, a cab whose uniform did to you wear? To Perth Boy. I had the cutest little chambermaid outfit I wore. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, a bicycle ride away. It was on Wellwood Avenue in Lindenhurst. It was called Cheslax Modern Bakery. C-I-E-S-L-A-K apostrophe S. Oh, it's Polish. It was a Polish bakery. The people who owned the bakery lived above the bakery. So uh, they lived on the premises. It was a family that consisted of a bunch of sisters. There were like three sisters. One of the sisters lived upstairs, took care of the elderly mother. 
she was a Holocaust survivor, if, if memory serves. Um, she also had dementia pretty bad. But I, I got the job through my friend Mike. He told me about the job. He said they always need people. People are always leaving. And it was obviously baker's hours. I had to be there really early in the morning. I think it was like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., something like that. And then they started you out at the sink. You started just washing the metalware and the whatever they needed, you know, the bakeware. So you were in the back of the house. I was the front of the house. I was in the back of the baker's pretty large building. And there was a the big back of the bakery, which had a high ceiling. And it was, you know, th- there was a garage connected to it where they kept all the flour and all the, the, yeah. the goods for baking. Then you would walk through a short hallway to the front of the place where the store was with the display cases and where the women worked. The, the women worked up front. The men worked in the back. There was a guy there, Kurt, who was the master baker, and he was, you know, a young guy, but he was already balding, and he was really a a real asshole. He was just a total asshole uh, who was always bossing us around. And our job, I was seventeen when I started. I was seventeen, yeah. And uh, so I, my job was to go and get stuff out of the garage, the big fifty-pound sacks of flour. Put them over your shoulder, bring them out, dump them into the big rolling bins so they always had high gluten flour and they always yeah. had whatever flour they needed. And eventually, you know, and then you would clean the stone floor. That was one of the worst jobs because you yeah. had to do it with these two wire brushes on your hands and knees. And you would get down I'm and in. you would scrub <laughs> the stone floor and get all of the stuff off. And then you would have to sweep it up. That was the only way to clean the stone floor. This bakery had a huge oven in the back that was like a carousel oven with with a massive uh, oven door that was the size of this table it was probably six feet long and you would fold down the door and you could shove stuff into one of these revolving you know trays that would hold all kinds of stuff and it would just revolve around inside of this huge brick oven then there was the wood floor that had to be cleaned with wood scrapers, so that was also on your hands and knees. That, You'd was, get you, down. that was your entire job? That was my every night. You would have to clean the oh, floor. You, like oh before you God. went home, your last task was to clean the floor, and you couldn't even do it standing up. You had to get on your hands and knees <clears> and scrape the stone floor, then scrape the wood floor and, and sweep it all up and throw it away. And when you weren't doing that, you were standing at the sink. But eventually, they would start teaching you how to bake. Like, the idea oh, was, was they good. wanted you to become a baker. Yeah. So they would start teaching you how to make bear claws, mm. how to make wow. pies, how to make, you know, all different kinds of uh, pastries that they would sell. You had a future. Yeah. Well, there was a guy that I, you know, worked there with who ended up becoming a baker there. Yeah. He worked there for many years. I mean, that's what he did. He became a baker in my hometown bakery and I just knew I couldn't take the hours I couldn't take you know the people mm-hmm. uh, and I <laughs> did not want to work there but the the story that stays with me from my time there was you know grandma who had to be in her 80s at the point we called her grandma I don't remember what her name was but she was old and frail and they would take her to the bathroom that sat between the rear of the bakery and the front in this hallway. Wow. So there was this connecting hallway, and halfway down was a bathroom. For whatever reason, they didn't want Grandma going upstairs in the bathroom that was obviously in the living quarters. I don't know why. Maybe because she took forever. <laughs> and she must have had really painful bowel movements because she would sit in the bathroom and yell and scream. Ew. Somebody had to go in there with her. So one of the sisters, Mrs. there was one woman named Mrs. Ruther, 
I remember that last name. The other last names I don't remember. And you would hear, this is what you'd hear out of the bathroom. You're killing me! You're killing me! Was she, she there was by trying, herself? No, she was in there with, with one of the three sisters, probably oh. the one who lived there with her. And Wait, did she eat the baked goods? I don't know. It's possible that the <laughs> baked goods <laughs> were keeping her from being able to... By the way, I also brought home a lot of free baked goods. And Your my family must have loved it. My family <laughs> loved that I would come home with the shit that they couldn't sell at the end of the day. Yeah. And because that shit would either become the, cr- uh, the bread yeah. crumbs for the crumb cake. Yeah. Because it was day-old bread, or I would bring it home, you know? But Grandma... Uh, she used to come into the kitchen and she would grab a room and she would sweep and she would call me Yanni. She thought my name was Johnny, obviously. So she would speak to me in Polish and she'd be like, Yanni, Yanni, it's been so long since I've seen you. And I'd be like, I'm not Yanni. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Did you have and, a good attitude or a bad attitude? You know, you think? sometimes it was, she was totally harmless. You would just let her go off in the corner and sweep because she seemed to enjoy it. It was therapeutic. She came down there one time, though, without her clothes on. Grant, no I, I was way. washing at the sink, and I looked to my left, and there's totally naked grandma. Not oh. a stitch of clothing on her, like 80 years old, this old, emaciated woman. Oh and my. she's walking towards me, and she's going, Yanni, Yanni, oh it's been God, so long since I've seen... Sad, it was It was really scary. I was just <laughs> scared shitless. I was, like, frozen to the spot. It was like something out of The Shining. It was, I started yelling towards the front of the store. I started yelling towards the front of the bakery. Who were you yelling for? There was this woman on duty named Fran. (laughs) There was this woman I knew from high school named Fran. And good German girl. (laughs) So I start start going, Fran? Fran! (laughs) I just start yelling towards the front of the bakery, Fran! And then finally, like Fran, you know, I guess she was wrapping up with a customer. She starts running in the back and she sees Grandma. Mrs. Ruther runs down from upstairs because she hears me yelling. And they both come in and they sort of gather Grandma up and they march her back upstairs. And it was just like this weird, very surreal moment. It might have been the thing that told me I had to get the hell out of there. Cause Were I was like, this you, was is it like... stressful to work there? It wasn't that it was stressful, but it was long hours on your feet. You know, you're dealing with this guy, Kurt, who was a bit of an anti-Semite and a Ooh. kind of a racist. And yeah. he was, he was, my, the town I lived in was initially called Breslau. It was founded by Germans. And right. it was, it's one of the few places that the German-American Bund marched through in 1938. They marched through our town and oh. they were, they were met by a lot of people cheering them on, yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah. he was one of these weird sort of Nazis that was still yeah. hanging around, you know, yeah. this guy Kurt. But he probably made a good apple turnover. Uh, he made a really good bear claw and a really good apple turnover and some really good pie and, you know, Cut. he was a great, you know, he was just an asshole and we used to make fun of him incessantly me and mike mike hated the place so much that mike my friend mike who played bass in the nihilistics had this ability to puke on command like he he, he was a male anorexic so and he, he lost a lot of weight him? by by being the having meals and throwing them up oh my god so what he, year was this this was in the 1979 1980 he would routinely puke into the in, into the you know, the bread batter, the mixture, Ew. which they would make in these huge mixing bowls, oh. right? And he would go, watch this, while no one was around. And he would lean over the edge of the thing and just puke into it. Oh. And then it would get mixed up into the nice. bread. Ew. And then the bread would get sold to the That's unsuspecting disgusting. patrons. 
of that the bakery. It is disgusting. Fly with oh, Miss it was Jay was employee of the month at Burger King. That would not fly with her standards. No, yeah. no, but I, there was a time at that BK place that. <laughs> I like how we're all somebody that somebody did do something disgusting and it is it is kind of like it's kind of a line you should never really cross I mean I think that you know that's that's really that's like jeopardizing people's health and well-being well we're talking 1979 1980 and you're 17 I'm 17 I, I spent my high school prom there the night of the high school prom me and chris Matheson. but why were you there Just i was to make there money? because it was a job i could get on my bike and i could ride there it was that near to my house but it could have been anywhere and right it didn't have to be a bakery it wasn't like you were interested in being a no baker. i realized after working at Woolco, i didn't want to work in a department store i hated the department okay, you store. Can check that off that. right yeah i didn't want to work there and i and i didn't really know what I was going to do with myself. I knew I wanted right. to save up money to buy stuff and buy a car and records and all that shit. So when Mike told me about the job, I was like, yeah, you know, I can wash dishes. Who can't wash dishes? I can do that. And then they put me on this ladder and I was supposed to go up this ladder and eventually it would end with me being, you know, Kurt, replacing Kurt in some way. And I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Oh you know, I started gosh. getting other kinds of jobs and... The last few times I was in Lindenhurst, and it's been many years now, I haven't been back there since my mother's house. Uh, we had to empty it out to sell it. But the bakery was still there. I even stopped in, and one of the times I stopped in, one of the sisters was still there. She remembered me. We had a nice conversation. We chatted, and I brought home some, uh, you know, uh, no-sugar-added baked goods for my mother because they that's one of the things they used to do is make, like... Wow sweet you know pastries for the people with diabetes kind of thing that's so really that was, cool yeah i never did tell her about what mike used to do to the bread though i but, but i do want to say like how come in the 1979 women were in the front right and men there was i didn't i don't think i ever even saw the back of the bakery um, I don't know. I think it was very much a segregated thing that men were doing the baking and women were selling the baked goods. You no, know, I, I agree. That's... I don't remember there being a female baker ever. You know, no, there, there was. The women would come in and ice the cakes, like yes. if something needed icing. Right. They were good at doing the birthday thing. Right. If you needed a birthday cake and you needed your name on it, right. They would come back and grab the bag and they right. would do because you know. I got good at that kind of stuff. I got, you know, good at yeah. a lot of stuff. I was able to actually crank some of that crap out. And who knows? I mean, if anything had gone differently for me, I might I might have gone into a career of baking. I might be a baker still. Who the hell knows? But, but I'm not. Okay, wait. One last thought. What made you not want to be a baker? Uh, and what made you not pursue that? I hated the hours. I did not want to get up that early in the morning. That okay. was number one. number one. I mean, nowadays on an early riser, I will get up at 6 a.m., but then it was even earlier because I think you had to be there at 6 a.m. What was the actual task, something you were interested in? Uh, I, you know, when I think about it, it didn't interest me enough to the point of like wanting to put my life into baking. I just okay. thought, you know, and I think, you know, I, something that happens, especially with jobs that you have early on in life. Yeah. If the people who are the older people that are there, if you don't like them and they don't seem terribly happy, you you think, well, that could be me. I mean, I, I could end up like Kurt. I could end up being this asshole 
who addressed everybody like, hey, buddy, you done with those bad claws yet over there? You know, like that. I could end up being that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Exactly. You know, I don't want to be Kurt. I wanted to get away from Kurt. You know? And I think that's what first jobs and, and all that are about. It's about exploring and discovering. And it's like a laboratory, right? Let me tell you how much we hated Kurt. I, you know, we had, in my basement, my mother had like a kitchen that I don't know why it was there, but there was a in stove. The in the basement of the house I grew up in, there was like a kitchen. And I think we sometimes went down there like when the weather was really bad. And like we could still, for whatever reason, she kept a refrigerator and a stove and a sink in the kitchen for many many years but we had this stove and one day we took i think it was either like a gi joe or something like that me and my friend mike and my friend neil we dressed him up like kurt we put like a white t-shirt on him and white pants you know like what a baker would wear we made a little white apron we pulled down the door of the oven so it looked like you know the oven at the bakery we got a polaroid camera and we got a can of of zippo lighter fluid (laughs) And a lighter, and we set him on fire. That's how much we hated <laughs> Kurt. We we took little miniature Kurt, and we took a bunch of Polaroid pictures. I wish I knew where they were now. And we set little miniature Kurt on fire all the time. We, we were doing the Kurt voice. What episode you know? is Bad Bosses? Because that's a really good episode. They're every episode. They're in every episode. Well, let me just but... say this: when uh, Jay, well, when Chris's cousin was here. He said that he used to love to go to Chris's house because when they would play with toys at their house, they had to keep them in good shape. Mm-hmm. And he said that when he would go to Chris's house and his brother's house, they would, you know, use a hammer on the G.I. <laughs> Joe. We were blowing stuff up. He was blowing stuff up. Destroying like stuff everything they would never we owned. Be to do at their house when they'd go to meanwhile, the I would go to JD's house and I would go to reach for like one of the Hot Wheels cars or Matchbox cars or Corgi cars <laughs> on his shelf and he'd be like, oh, no, no, don't, that, no, don't touch that one. That one. You're not allowed to use it. No, you can play with this one. They were but, pulling the heads off of things. But that they, one, because because he had seen us obviously in action. He was like, "They're just going to destroy my toys, you know, and I'm not going to have that." So yeah, but we we burned Kurt alive and took pictures of it. Oh my god! And we laughed to the point where we were falling down and rolling on the floor. That's how hard we were laughing. I think it's that's like, healthy. Yeah, I guess it was in a way. It was a way to get things get things out. Yeah, yeah. But, but Kurt's just seemed like a miserable person. And and you made me think of something that I hadn't thought of. It's like often, you know, when you're young, you see these people who have obviously been there a lot longer than you and if they don't appear to like what they're doing, you're like, I'm not going to do this. Why on. would I do this? Yeah, right. I'm going to go do something else. And exactly. I might actually like enjoy. go to Lake George. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. For being part of uh, job story number 12. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is going to take a lot of editing. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you'll have your work's cut out for you tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> but we had some good laughs. I'll be home all day tomorrow working <laughs> on so this. I'm so sorry. Oh, dear never God. never invite me again. No, 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 no. This is fine. I thought it was great. It's fine. <laughs> That's it for this job story. Don't forget jobstorypod at gmail.com. If you want to share your job story, you can also find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash job story pod. Facebook.com slash groups slash job story pod. Pippa is our host, and there is a show page there at pippa.io slash job story. Job story available 
on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iTunes Store, Google Play Store. Also available on Stitcher and SoundCloud and Spotify and even YouTube. Job Story available wherever finer podcasts are heard. Again, if you want to share your job story, send it to me, jobstorypod at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page and submit it there. The Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash job story pod and I'll see you next week on job story. We will not go back to work and we ain't working till this thing gets settled. What is it now? I'm trying to record again. Roger. Quiet on the set. Suppose you tune in next week to see if I'm still on the job.